Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. No, more like journey with throwing out the script. We don't charge a Oh, shit. Another week. Another show. More shit going down. Can we, like... what? Why, why is winter now the chill season and summer is just where shit goes wrong? It, it literally needs to be the other way around. Uh, you know, I... Again, I, I argue just because it's hot. People seem to lose their shit more when the temperatures are higher because it's so fucking hot and your brain is just being fried like a goddamn egg. Yeah. Crazy makes sense. (laughs) Crazy Crazy in the winter. Crazy summer. Being crazy during the summer makes perfect sense. It sucks, but it makes sense. Being crazy in the winter is scary, dude. We're crazy in the winter because, like, it's cold. You've, like... You re- you don't actually realize how much money you actually need for like all the Christmases, and most of my friends' birthdays are like are around Christmas as well. I'm just like, mm-hmm. bruh, <laughs> and everyone's thirty now. Everyone's like, oh, I want to go here. I want to go here. And I was like, bro, I want to go to the pub and like have like a five quid round for like twenty people, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I get it. I mean, t- speaking from experience, the thirtieth is a special one, you know. Yeah. Because I've always I've always viewed it as it's like when you're there are certain birthdays that are special that should be celebrated big ways. You know, fifteen, fifteen, sixteen, depending on whether or not you're Latino or you know not. Um, we have sweet sixteen over 18. here. It, it 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 correlates. Sixteen is like a milestone. There you go. Uh, like eighteen. 21 in the states obviously because drinking and stuff 21 is still pretty big over here i, I would say 
25 because you know quarter of a century that's a just cool to say you've been alive for a quarter of a century not so much like I think I was in LA when I was 25 and I didn't give a shit (laughs) what's like I've lost track of time since 2019 to be honest I don't think I'll ever get it back there's T like there's literally 2019 like 2019 TPC time before COVID um, I'm not too sure. <laughs> I maybe I was 25 in LA. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, and then honestly, it's just you know 30, and then every decade after because everything in between 30 and 40, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> I'm 33, so. <laughs> well, that we have like the whole thing over here where it's like life begins at 40, kind of thing, quote unquote. It's a very middle-aged <laughs> white person thing. <laughs> life begins at 40 life begins when you're born yeah no like that's literally have, the if, definition if, of if the beginning of to life say that on your 40th bro your life has sucked <laughs> for real I, it's okay i'm 40 my life's just getting started bro what the fuck have you been doing for 40 years that your life <laughs> is just now starting <laughs> i'm so disappointed in myself i was meant to make this drink last the whole podcast we're four minutes in and it's gone <laughs> Fuck's sake. it's like i like i said before we started recording it's it's not hot it's not cold every day it rains a lot and then it gets really sunny it's so humid it's so Ugh. dry right like and like, i want to get off like, <laughs> make, make, make it stop. Like, make it stop. There are moments, like, where if it's Saturday and I'm playing games and it's hot in my room, there are moments where I'm just like, I actually might need to, like, oh, boys, I'll, I'll catch you later. I, I need I need to go for an hour. And, just, and, like, what? Like, the rest of my house is, like, ice station zebra compared to the, compared to how hot it is in my room. It's Jesus excruciating. <laughs> God damn, that's awful. God damn. So this okay. week, holy crap! Why? So as much as I'm looking forward to Oppenheimer, Sebastian, as is mm-hmm. everyone else, Barbieheimer is what we're now calling the release of these two said movies, which is pretty yeah. good. Twenty thousand people have already booked tickets through AMC to see mm-hmm. both movies on the same day that was that, that was good news we don't get the movies till july 21st i don't even think they come out the same day for us um oh, and i wow, think okay. this may be uh because of uh tom cruise i think dead reckoning bought the imax rights uh in the uk europe before Oppenheimer and Barbie could get in there. So Barbie and Oppenheimer were like, okay, we'll just wait like three weeks and then boom, we'll come out. Yeah. So we get Mission Impossible and then, then we get... So I've got to try and dodge all the spoilers. But something came out recently, Sebastian. Did you see what Did you see what came out? I did indeed. And it's... Uh, it's it's weird. interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> in, in the climate of where we are in terms of how safe celebrities have to be, how safe comedy has to be, Chris Nolan says, nah, fuck that, Florence Pugh, get your kit off and get railed by Killian Murphy for a whole goddamn sex scene. Yeah, right here in the script. Do it. Like, what the, what the fuck? 
What? Like, I thought this movie was about the building of the Hiroshima bomb. What? I'm just hoping he, Nolan didn't approach her in that way, because that would be very fucked. <laughs> well, he's, you know, he's pretty old. He might not have, like, you know... What, what, what's that? Uh, what's that phrase? Like, there's like he might not have like his filter might be deteriorating, like like with most people who age. <laughs> but we were we were kind of talking about how like you know obviously you just mentioned it's the movie about the building of the bomb. Mm-hmm. Is this a scene that's necessary? Y- yeah. I mean, I don't know what the context of is it, of the scene is, aside from the fact that they're both full frontal in it. Yeah. Which was has been the headline. I oh they're they're full frontal like okay but what's the context of the scene? I, I heard I heard about this I heard about the scene a couple of weeks ago, but I heard it was left on the cutting room floor. But like literally, mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, it was making the rounds on Twitter, making the rounds of Freds. We'll we'll get to you eventually, Freds. Um, everyone's on it right now. Like it's it's the hot new thing. <laughs> it's um everyone's talking about how like. You know, is this like it is? Is this scene? Is the reaction to this scene is why Florence Pugh is like shaved all of her hair off to try and make herself look a little less girly girl? I'm not accusing. I'm not like I'm not saying like I'm not doing anything like that. Mm. I I just know like you know you tend you tend to sort of go overboard when you do when you mm-hmm. do like you know when you when you do something like that like when you do something in your career you sort of you yeah. have a post project project sort of like post project blues or like post project meltdown kind of thing. I've just I've just mm-hmm. seen her in all the photos and all the dresses. She's like in these like sheer dresses now. You can literally see right through. Yeah, and it's like I, I barely recognised her in that sort of like I think it was um, the GQ photo or Vanity Fair oh, photo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where like everyone's like sitting on boxes now, which is like the brand new thing for like status hierarchy, and she's like on the far right, and I was like, sitting no way, yeah, yeah, like it's it's well weird, like I don't I don't get mm-hmm. it, like, but then again, I don't work for Vanity Fair and I'm not a photographer, um, but like she's on the far right, and I was like, oh, who's that? I was like, no, <laughs> I don't know, I think it because like obviously it leads to the question of you know sex scenes and and stuff and anything. And, Especially you know, the, the reaction necessary? she had in, to the sex scenes in "Don't Worry, Darling." I mean, I, and I, I guess that was—I think that's what raises a lot of concerns for people involving her, obviously, because you know all the drama that came about from that movie. But there hasn't been anything I would say negative that has come out about Oppenheimer about any mm. of this. Obviously, this Mm-mm. this has come out, and I feel like people are reacting to it. Way before it's even been been shown. We, yeah, kind of need kind of need to see it, don't we? Before we sort exactly of judge. like so it's like obviously you know you can have an opinion because it's plastered everywhere. Like oh full frontal, oh great tits and dick and balls and all this other stuff. But like, <laughs> what yes, the, if those are the body parts you know, needed for sex? <laughs> like it, it could be it could be a it could be a really good scene. Obviously you you watch it and you're like okay, the scene makes sense. Maybe it was a little over the top with how they're doing it, but. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's not even as long as or whatever. But again, having to wait to see it, then judge, as opposed to judging just because, oh, they're full frontal. And? <laughs> it's like, I it, they, it wasn't full frontal, but it was still gratuitous and a little bit unnecessary. As I watched over the weekend, Enemy at the Gates. Now, if you know the movie I'm talking about, you've literally just gone, fucking hell, Ed, Jesus Christ. 
this movie stars Ed Harris, Jude Law, Rachel Weiss, and it's literally about the Russians making a stand at Stalingrad. And it's a real life story about two snipers fighting each other. The Russian the Russian front line were using this one sniper, Jude Law, as like their sort of hero to rally the troops. Rather that like because before this was happening, the Russians were like, Oh, you advance and you attack the Germans. The Russians were turning around because they were like they were getting mowed. The Russians then shot their own troops, Brev. Yeah, that's how you're going to win. They stopped doing that shit, and it was like, look, rather than you know saying like for for Russia, you know you're Russian, you need to fight. But how about say like, you know, fight for your land, fight for your parents, that kind of shit. But like, so he he ends up meeting Rachel Vice in the barracks. And I'm pretty sure, like, in the next scene, Rachel Weiss almost dies. Like, so, like, Jesus. one of the final scenes, like, we see of her, she gets absolutely stuffed, bro. I'm talking, like, it's a good five minutes of them, like, trying to squirm in between two sleeping Russians. You can actually see one of them wake up to kind of see, like, what's going on. It's like, I see you extra, like, trying to trying to get a peep. Like, honestly, you could have easily have cut to fucking Jay from Inbetweeners masturbating when Will's trying to have sex. In the, I think it's uh, Inbetweeners 2 when they're, in, when they're in the group hostel or some shit. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! It's like it, but like you know, I just thought we were done with sexploitation in movies, man. Especially after, like, especially after "Don't Worry, Darling." Like, like I need to like. There's more to talk about, so we'll move on. But we'll see the movie. I just like this. This is the worst kind of news. For, for this movie coming out, this is the worst kind of news. This is what Christopher Nolan does not want. People have now read this news on Twitter and, like, you can possibly see ticket prices from yesterday or a couple of days ago to now. And there's actually probably been a rise. I, I look at it this way. As long as there are people willing to do it, as long as there are people comfortable doing it, there's people willing to watch it. There's there's people, <laughs> sex scenes, sex, all of that stuff, and it's not, it's not going away in movies, no. regardless of the budget, regardless of who's doing it, it's there. If if it's there for a reason, then it works. If it's there for the sake of mm. being there, then you know it's, it doesn't do anything but hurt. And like I was there's um, there's this old, comedy from the seventies that I watched the other day. Uh, it's called the Kentucky Fried Movie. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or seen it. It's essentially a movie that's comprised fuck? of like, it's essentially a movie comprised of sketches, yeah. right? And these are like over the top, really sketches from the seventies, so very, very of the time, dated jokes. But some of them are really funny. And it's just there's a abundance of gratuitous nudity in the thing, but it's done to make fun of certain like genres of film and commercials and stuff like that. So even in like that, it makes sense. But that's what I'm saying. If nudity and all that stuff makes sense and it's helping propel a story forward, who are we to judge? You know? Are you, what? It's so you, person... are you are you secretly hoping that like uh, Killian Murphy finds the answer to the bomb as he kind of like, you know, explodes, quote unquote? 
Oh my god. Uh, no. Oh, no. I found no, it. No, cuz that is I know it now. <laughs> that is that is not something I ever want to fucking see. <laughs> I I'm, oh, I'm yeah. just I'm just hoping oh, yeah. it's e not equals MC squared. <laughs> I'm just hoping it's not, you know, it's essentially it's not tits for the sake of tits. That's yeah. what I'm hoping. And I we spent a lot of time talking about Christopher Nolan in the last episode. We did. And he has more than earned the benefit of the doubt. And mm. if it's in there, it's for a reason. Regardless of everyone yeah. bitching and moaning, you and I, as writers, directors, and as fans of Christopher Nolan, are fully aware of this motherfucker. He's meticulous. And if it's there, it's there for a reason. Okay. Okay. Damn. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So from Nolan, we go to... What the fuck is up with Jonah Hill? <laughs> what the... F like, literally, th that needs to be the title of something, like, the article that needs to come out from, like, entertainment or just... That needs to be the title of, like, what the fuck is happening with Jonah Hill? Jesus so Christ. So, if you, if you haven't heard, um, his ex has essentially show leaked texts that she's had between him. And Jesus Christ, man, this is one of the most insecure fucking people I have ever seen. I was telling Holy a friend shit. about this over the weekend because, like, he's not really on Twitter, and that's this is the like, on Twitter is the only place I saw this information. And I was talking mm -hmm. him through. I was talking him through it. Let me just give our audience the basics. Jonah Hill, you know him, actor of sorts. Uh, wasn't was fat now he isn't starting to think he did something weird not to get fat um because of how weird he is now his girl his ex-girlfriend forgive me for not knowing the name but what i do know is she is a surfing instructor in california jonah hill mm -hmm. had insecurities about her posting in bathing suits and with men as she was surfing Maybe if you're trying to promote yourself as a surfing instructor, I'm going to get really close to the mic. I'm going to get really intimate. Maybe if you're trying to be a surfing instructor, you need to post pictures in your bathing suit and with people you're training. You stupid dumb fuck, Jonah Hill. I I don't under like <laughs> I, I I swear to God, man, Pete, I I. I hate guys like this. It's like, like, oh, yeah, same. He's so same. he's control. He's she's being controlling. He's being insecure, and it's like he's shaming her for a job that I'm pretty sure she was doing before she even met mm -hmm, him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, how can you be doing this, this, and this? It's like, motherfucker, I was doing this before you even existed to me. Yeah. Like, I, like, where do you get off coming into my life, telling me that I've been living it wrong? And trying to tell me that I'm doing it. I need to change it for you. So you're comfortable. Fuck you. Fuck you and your Oscar nom. You bitch. Call me back when you win one. <laughs> like. If you are. If you are that insecure. Of what your. Of what your girl is doing. On Instagram. Maybe you're the one that needs to get off Instagram. Not her. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like. There's this like, hideous misconception of like. Yeah, you are boyfriend. Yeah, you are boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, like you could be, you could be married. You could just be, you know, you could just be flirting, whatever. You still have your own fucking life. 
mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. hard it is for people to be like body confident on social media at the moment. Like, co- like especially coming from you, bro. Jesus Christ. Right? It's like the, the same thing happened with yo yo um, of heavy and skinny. The the same thing happened with uh, Kiki Palmer. Did you see what happened with yeah. her recently? She was dancing. Mm-hmm. She was dancing with Usher, and like she had this like sort of one like one suit thing, but like it was sheer in in places. Mm-hmm. She's just given birth, which explains the the chesticles that were not visible when <laughs> she was filming Nope. And I was like, can we can we get like Nope Part Two, please? <laughs> but I'm just was, like, bro. She was, <laughs> she, was dancing, she was dancing. She was shaking around, and her boyfriend, not her husband, her boyfriend, said, mm-hmm. um, it, "It's like, it, like it's not what you. It was not that you were wearing. It like it's not what you were doing. It's it's that you're it's that you're a mom." It's like, okay, cool. And- Maybe put a fucking ring on it, dude. Like <laughs> even then, e- even then, put a ring on it. If it's not, it's not like she was. It didn't seem like she was doing anything, quote unquote, wrong. She and wasn't even doing then, anything raunchy. You know... She was doing things exactly. more raunchy on his Instagram live two weeks before twerking, which he asked her to do. <laughs> oh, she wasn't even like... being grabby. Oh, she wasn't doing anything. It's literally like if it, was... it was literally Kiki Palmer's boyfriend exploding over mm-hmm. how good his girl looks online. And it's also for me like, okay, they have this kid together. Part of me would assume they're at least in relatively close proximity to each other or potentially living together. You're telling me this motherfucker didn't see what she was wearing as she was walking out of their place? And oh, like no. if it really and like, if it really bothered him, there are there are different, definitely different ways to go about it. But to do it publicly like that, what the fuck did he expect to happen? All I know is that Kiki Palmer needs an Emmy nomination for Rochelle in Human Resources because holy crap, up until so episode five, up until season up until episode five of season two, she was carrying that season on her shoulders. She is. So fucking good. I think everyone so did so good, good in Human Resources season two. Honestly, if you're not a fan of Big Mouth, but you want some adult animation and you think, oh, Human Resources to spin off of Big Mouth, yeah, it is so much it's better. It's so <laughs> different. It's so different. It's so different. It's a lot more imaginative. Like it takes the ideas from Big Mouth and just runs away with them in like the best and way it, possible. That is it, how you. It, that is how you it, do a spin off. It feels like it handles a lot of like a lot of issues way more maturely, way more honestly, mm-hmm. way more clearly and transparently than a lot of other shows do. Even in Big Mouth, which is crazy to me because the same fucking people make the show. Yeah, it's, but it was when um it's like in the new season when Maury, like he's lost his a character who's lost his wife is like he's at tennis and he's watching a tennis instructor, not more mm-hmm. not Maury the old guy can't remember the old guy but Maury yeah. shows up. And it's like, Maury, mm-hmm. you son of a bitch, how you doing? It's like, you're horny, man. That's why I came back. It's like, it doesn't have to just to be, it doesn't like, that. Like even though they are mm-hmm. hormone monsters, like, it, it's, it was, that was, that was so good. Like, you know, because he didn't have a sex drive anymore, Maury was like, oh, my job's here, my job here is done. Pretty much done, yeah. But it's it, like, his wife has died. He's still here. He's got sperm to give, I guess, I guess, I guess. 
the fuck Mike Tyson over here? I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, no, this is, this is definitely going to be a good time. I'm here now for a great fight. It's going to be clean. <laughs> and if he pisses me off, I'm going to bite off his fucking ear. <laughs> what was the next thing you wanted to speak about after Jonah Hill being a complete twat? Or do you want to read out some of the... Because uh, you pulled up the messages. Do you want to read out I some... Uh, a couple. Do you want to read out some highlights? Isn't there one where it's like... like it, it, I just know the sentence starts with him saying so... And then, like, sort of, like, like rolling off, like, one of the cringiest lines I've ever heard. And it's just like, this is the reason why I don't start, like, sentences with so, because of how misconstrued they can be read. Um, okay, well, I'm not, I thought, there's, there's this exchange that I think is really interesting. So this is, comes after, her name is Sarah Brady. Ah, posted there we a video go. Of her, she posted a photo of herself. Um, oh, it's a video of her surfing and she says quote it's her best surfing video so Jonah starts off with respect however you want to live your life you only get one sort of done with explaining myself and Sarah responds with three removed not the video yet it is my best surfing video how would you feel if the cover frame was different any more specific ones that bother you said, yes one that isn't your ass in a thong here's the thing she's wearing a one piece and the the you know, the bottom just kind of happens to ride up while she's surfing. Mm-hmm. And as, her response as, as is like, what happens. Mm-hmm. And she's like, not a thong, but okay. And essentially, she he's just he responds with, as far as other pictures of you, not in a bathing suit or surfing or whatever. And then he's like, all right, I'm done. There's tons. I'm just going back to the past month. You want to argue and I don't. It's like, you're done. What does that mean? I'm just over explaining myself. <laughs> I'm just over talking about this. What's next? Uh... <laughs> In more awesome fucking news, we have had. We have to end up something some... high, and this is so high. <laughs> it, it, it's just, if you haven't seen them, you need to go out of your way to fucking look at them. They've released the first images of Deadpool 3, and we've got. For the first time in over 20 years, it took over 20 years. <laughs> we had 20 and Fox years. being sold. Yeah. To Disney, but we finally have Hugh Jackman donning the classic yellow and blue as Wolverine. And it is so good. He looks so fucking good, man. Straight they, up. Looks like they, he was pulled out of the comic book. They need to recreate that, fo- like the meme of Wolverine being sad on the bed looking at the photo. <laughs> I've seen, do that. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's him looking at a photo and he's like hands on the picture frame and it's a picture of Hugh Jackman in the yellow. They need suit. to recreate that live action. They need to recreate. Oh, that. okay. That would be, oh dude, that'd be so fucking funny. <laughs> so like, it, a little bit of context. It'd be Hugh Jackman now in the yellow and blue suit, mm-hmm. like looking at a picture of his old body, just stroking it. <laughs> But you just know the smile Hugh Jackman has on his face, like as he's walking mm-hmm. with, because like there's a high res version of the photo now, and Hugh Jackman is like he's gleaming, like if he smiled any mm-hmm. wider, the top of his head would fall off. And you just know <laughs> this motherfucker's like the amount of the, the the amount of tap dancing movies I'm gonna be able to make after I cast this check. Fuck yeah! <laughs> you know what's fucking hilarious? It, my sister said the same fucking the- thing yesterday. She's like, Hugh Jackman is such a fucking theater kid that you know damn well he's doing all this money. He's doing, he's doing these movies so he can get all this money and be like, okay, we'll tap dance now. 
So in obviously we have photos of Wolverine in his new suit, and uh-huh. we have photos of Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool in his new suit, which a lot I kind of like. Red. It's definitely a lot of a, a much brighter red. Yeah, which yeah. I think I like is pretty it. cool. It's, vi- it's vibrant. And aside from that, we also got some pictures of them fighting each other in a scene, which is crazy because. My favorite part of these fucking pictures, they're fighting in front of dest- of a destroyed 20th Century Fox logo. I, I saw, I saw. That shit is like... Out of all the things I expected Dead- Deadpool 3 to do, like, that, 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 that's just, that's just quintessential. Now that I know it's that's there, just... I'm like, why didn't I, why didn't I think of that, like... Like, that's that is, just it's so fucking funny it's chef's kiss perfect like <laughs> oh man I, I i cannot wait i was i mean i was already excited for the movie because it's fucking deadpool then he asked you jack me to be wolverine in that little clip said yes now there's photos like oh man just take my fucking money inject it into my veins give it to me now okay i'm a little wound up a little excited. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Meat it is pota- ooh, that was nice. It is indie rific. It is Richard Linklater, one on one, with Kevin Smith. Stick around. We will be right back. Or will we? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Sasha, if you want to do OnlyFans, you go, you go, you go do that, because fuck you, I got Molly pregnant. The saga continues. You know, I I thought that was going a very different direction. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be a commentary on the whole Jonah Hill thing. David being like the supportive. You want to do oil? you do you, baby boo. You do you. You you don't as long as you don't fuck anyone else. It ain't me. I'm totally okay. You you show them. You show them amazing breasticles. I'm fucking proud of them. <laughs> Your chesticles are great, babe. Molly's like, bigger. Legit. She got that boob job. <laughs> Like legitimately, when you were when you were doing it, I was like, "Oh, so that's where he's going." I was like, "Nope, that's not where he went." <laughs> nope. at all. You gotta twist it, man. You gotta you gotta subvert yeah, you expectations. Gotta say, I, I support I feel you. I support you, babe. 
but I've got to support my kid now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, shit. Right. So, so, you've got the... Richard Linklater, I've got the latter latter of the links, and you have... The Kevin Smith. Yeah, just, like, the Kevin Smith, because, like, that's just... If you need a generic white guy name, Kevin Smith. <laughs> generic white dude from Jersey. Generic white dude from Jersey. Holy crap. But yes, like okay, I said, so it's the Battle of the Indies. It's the Indie Off. It's uh, indie-rific, bro. I could, I could think of no two more quintessential indie-driven directors to, to, to do this with. Mm-hmm. Honestly, same, dude. But it's for me, it's like, in in kind of prepping and researching for it, it's looking at this battle and thinking, and, and if Linklater didn't happen, there'd be no Kevin Smith. Kevin mm-hmm. Smith has literally gone on record and said the reason he got into film was because of Richard Linklater. Yeah. Which is crazy. So it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting to kind of pit them against each other. Because it's not really like master student, but it's like, with you know, without one, you don't get the other. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not even referencing the movie today. I could have, but it's like, I know the movie Kevin Smith was inspired by. But mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I'll mention it right now. It's probably, it's Slacker, right? That's the movie yeah, that Slacker. Kevin Smith was inspired by. Yeah, I could have chosen that as Richard Linklater's like early, 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 early doors movie. But like, you know, I'm just gonna get, I'm just gonna kick off right here. We're gonna do this the way we did Bay versus Snyder, like early, mid, and then our sort of third stipulation. Last time it was box off, block, block, uh, blockbuster. Blockbuster. Today yeah, kinda, we have kind of stuck for that. Yeah, we kind of set that aside for this one. We're doing a break into Hollywood. Most indie, most independent mm-hmm. directors sort of have that sort of, they're enticed from time to time. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna kick this off. Early doors seems so mine inspired yours, giggity. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Days and confused is my early doors link. I, I, I legitimately I would have been very disappointed if you picked anything else. <laughs> the only other movie I could have picked was Slacker. Love Slacker. That's inspired a lot of my sort of like I love the idea of like Slacker movies like Slacker Crash. Uh, I think it's called Brooklyn's Finest as well. That's where like characters mm-hmm. just like DNA strand around themselves for a movie. Yeah, like yeah. you know, you, you like you think you're seeing like one day, and then you see like the next day, but actually something happens at the end of that next sequence. It's like, oh, that's the same day because what they did here affects them. Oh my god! Like you know, you sort of work it out. Mm-hmm. The cogs start turning. It's like. Sometimes, sometimes they're a bit too smart for the average viewer, which is why none of them ever seem to do very well. Um, I'm just, I don't want to say the average viewer is stupid, but stupid. So, Dennis Confused, 1993 budget, uh, a uh, a cheeky 6.9 million. Nice. Uh, <laughs> only gross. Only gross. <laughs> only grossed 7.9 million. Had a had a horrible opening day of like seven hundred and seventy seven thousand as well. Fucking a! I, it makes me it makes me question like how like how often does IMDb update? 
um i guess there's this whole like most like most people that do this on youtube in the same way that we're doing they um they adjust for inflation i don't know if imdb mm -hmm. does that um it doesn't look like it uh but yeah this movie like i guess this movie is like you know this is why we're talking about this is why we're talking about indies indies mm -hmm. they are the king of the cult hits yeah and i think days and fuse is still one of those like underground cult hit movies yeah i think that's fair yeah, uh, I'd, I'd, like, and this, I, I'm not bothered by that. Like, I think it's one of those movies. Like, it might be a litmus test for me for like, oh, I'm a, I'm a great fan of movies. Oh yeah, you like Dancing Confused? I'm like, huh? So like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> you had you had one chance. It's like when I'm whenever I'm on Tinder, like my 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 opening is always hello there, and I expect the response of either a GIF. Or just typed out in a typed out in text, General Kenobi. Any any time it's not there, I'll continue the conversation. But just know, this will I'm never out. be anything. This will never be like if you're looking for long term, because of the way you you start this conversation. I I ain't it. You ain't it for me, and I ain't it for you. It's just it's just ain't gonna work. But I I have no idea what I'm gonna do as soon as like the day that happens, the day I get that response. <laughs> I may actually explode. <laughs> actually explode. But yes, oh, so shit. before we do IMDb ratings, I feel like that's a good sort of face-off to do with mm -hmm. these movies. Yeah. So um, give uh, what, what's your early days movie? Budget and gross. I mean, Kevin Smith, only one logical choice. There's only There, there is only one choice. Yeah, there's only one choice, and it's Clerks. Clerks. This this guy literally came out of university, made this movie. <laughs> I and and I was thinking about it, it as like for Clerks, we you and I have talked about it extensively across we this podcast already. We, so we've annoyed so many people with, like in reality and on this podcast talking about fucking yep. Clerks. <laughs> yep, yep. So we don't. I mean, thirty-seven. <laughs> just to quickly sum up. This is the movie that got me interested in doing what I'm doing. As Kevin Smith is to me what Richard Licklater is to Kevin Smith. Yeah. You don't you don't get one without the other. So Clerks was made on a budget of twenty-seven thousand dollars. Wow. And a world worldwide gross of three point two million. That might be like the best glow up from budget to gross we've 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 done so far i, I definitely in what we've done because i was gonna say there's there's another one that completely trumps it but oh. it's a different diff different time different movie different genre different all of that stuff so i think i'm my, talking my, about paranormal like my uh well no no no, no well we haven't done we didn't talk about paranormal activity oh no no, no but that's what i'm saying because like you know because you're talking about like budget to yeah, budget it, glow up in terms of yeah. At but what point what are we ever going to talk about paranormal activity? I don't know. Yeah, so I'm talking about like you know in comparison to Bay versus Snyder. Oh, fair enough. You okay, I got you, dumbass. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh. wow, but that no, that isn't that's mad impressive though, especially for Which an is... indie movie first movie. Mm -hmm. Ooh, like this man went this man went into like 
serious credit card debt when he made this fucking movie. Damn. And then, so it was it was financed through him opening credit cards and maxing them out, but it was also funded through with um insurance money he got after his car was flooded. <laughs> Which is because I was reading about that and it was such a hilarious. It's it, I honestly think it's a funny fucking story. So apparently it it was raining really hard in Jersey. His car was parked at the bottom of a hill, and Jason Hughes offered to move his car up the hill so they wouldn't get flooded. Mm-hmm. But Smith said no because he didn't trust Muse to move it up the hill and just leave it there. So his car got flooded. Obviously, I imagine he was like, fuck, dude. But he got that insurance money. He got and that with that payout, insurance though. money, he got clerks. It's it's great in that moment of not trusting Jason Muse, he earned the ability to make clerks. And then he gave a role to Jason Muse. Because he trusted him all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Right, so we're doing so we're doing IMDb, IMDb scores. IMDb ratings. Uh, I'm a a healthy seven point six. Damn, damn, damn. Clerk sits at a very a very nice seven point seven. You. <laughs> look at you being oh, all fucking man. anakin you know out like bestering bettering obi-wan kind of thing fucking fucking syndrome <laughs> over here looking at mr incredible i've outgrown you okay <laughs> <laughs> fucking kevin smith just dropping all of his link later movies it's like i'm done with you now <laughs> Oh, the fucking fuck link it. lighter just there wide eyed. No, it can't be true. I can fly <laughs> if I wanted to. <laughs> Those fucking Smiths just like buzz, buzz, buzz like you're to the rescue. <laughs> oh, damn. Damn, damn, damn. Damn. So, mid. So, uh, I need to confess. That I may have misconstrued the meaning of mid uh, yeah. last time uh-huh. we did Schneider. I was looking for like a movie that's sort of m- like mid level in terms of like, oh, this is their early doors, this is their big movie, oh, this is this was their middle. Where actually you were talking about mid on budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the idea was kind of like obviously you have the early work, so I imagine the way I had it in my head is like if you do early work, that's probably going to be one of their like lower budget movies yeah yeah so you go low your lowest budget middle budget big budget big budget but yeah i did not make that clear i I feel like i still did well though if you look at schneider oh no yeah for sure i i would i would say i i I picked well with sucker punch even though i picked it for the wrong reasons the the hidden behind it still works hidden behind them was the actual right reasons that i didn't really express that yeah it still worked but I did it better this time because, like, when I say boyhood, you think, well, that was, like, not too long ago, right? It was only 2014. It's just about 10 years ago. That seems mad to me. I remember I was in university when I got this movie. I was really looking forward to it because you couldn't dodge this movie when it came out. The movie that took 12 years to make. Like, uh, you know, like, all the actors are the same. You know, they watch them grow up in real time. Woo, no one gives a shit. Um, <laughs> but at the time... Like, I 
you, you, you know Boyhood. Have you seen Boyhood? You know the story of Boyhood? Not the story, but you know, like, about it? Yeah. Like, the, the production of it, yeah. How much do you think this kind of movie, remember, 12 years to make, same actors, growing up kind of thing, even Hawk as well, like, the right, literally going through the rise, the fall, and the reincarnation of even Hawk. So glad he's still around. Love him. Um, but how, like, I, I, how much do you think this movie made? Like, how much, how much do you think this movie was made for? Like, what was the budget? What do you think? I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess somewhere, somewhere between like 25, 40 mil. Four million. Fuck off. Nope. Go check, go check IMDb. Four million? This movie was made for four million. How is this movie, how is a movie that takes 12 years to fucking make I only cost four I, Four million I do not years. know. I don't know if they made contracts at the beginning of the movie for actors, basically mm-hmm. saying this is how much you're going to be paid. Locked. Final. And then it just, like, the movie just kept coming back and, like, the actors kept coming back. I, I don't know, but this movie was on a budget of four million. This movie grossed. I think this may be out. Clerks. This movie grossed 48 okay. million. Fuck, dude. This is... Those are some pretty, pretty fucking impressive stats. Especially this yeah, is man. Boyhood that was like... When he started making this, he was possibly... He was doing... Like, he was in his Hollywood mode, Linklater, I would say. And you're, mm-hmm. you're like, you... Yeah, you're not going to be shocked of what... Like, if you know Richard Linklater and you know his movies, you know what the break into Hollywood movie is. Um... But, like, this movie was being made, or at least being... It was in production, like, for the most part in the mid-2000s. Most of the movie is the early de- the early days. Butch and Casting, mm-hmm. the early years. Um, Butch and Sundance, sorry. Um, so that was when Linklater was huge. Hot of the Hills, Days Confused, the Break into Hollywood movie. Don't want to spoil it, so that's what I'm going to call it for now. Like, the the before sunset after sunset movies they were pretty big indies as well like the fact that mm-hmm. in the background he was making what is possibly his his flagship movie i would i would say four mm-hmm. million i, I couldn't believe That's it when I, I couldn't believe it when i well, i couldn't believe it when i said it i wanted to go with everybody wants them but that like that mm-hmm. but that that budget's hefty yeah that's a hefty That's, that one. I didn't crazy. think it was that. Like, like I was like, oh, let me go. Everybody wants them. That was filmed on a university campus, in like three locations. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was all the uh, all the actors they had. But at the time, you know, the actors are huge now. Glenn Howerton, Tyler Hotchlin, um, the Kardashian brother, whatever his name is. Um, mm-hmm. like, but at, at the time, like, you know, I can't imagine they cost that much. But it was so, 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 just. Crazy, craziness, craziness. Yeah, really impressed. Um, I think you uh, you you might you've got some you've got some work to do. What is your mid movie? So this one was interesting because I did I had I was going back and forth on a couple of them, mm-hmm. but I feel like this one <sighs> this I feel like this one stood out more. So my mid movie is Clerks Two. Okay. You're breaking to Hollywood, better not be clucks free. <laughs> it, it, 
no, I mean, I'm pretty sure he broke into Hollywood before. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so the reason I, I was I picked Clerk Two, it was made. It, it's just to get this out of the way. Budget was five million dollars. Damn. Total gross was twenty seven million. Okay. Which you know, obviously, fucking Boyhood trounces Clerks Two in terms <laughs> of that. That you know. But the reason I picked Clerks too, if for me in terms of all of the, all of his other like mid movies, because I feel like that's predominantly what he does. Mm-hmm. You know where Michael Bay, like we had the, the thing where Michael Bay does primarily blockbusters. I would argue Kevin Smith does primarily mid budget, low budget movies. Yep. So for me, the story it's the story of Clerks too that kind of stands stands out for me because you know you look back at Jane Silent Bob, it was like the retirement. Of mm-hmm. all of those characters. Yeah. But then, you know, Clerks 2 essentially revitalizes them because, you know, we just got, we just had Clerks 3 not not that long ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in terms of that, from a creative standpoint, I think that's kind of why I went with this one over the other ones. Clerks 3 and Jalen Son and Bob Strike Back. Exactly. So it's, I think overall, I'm going to give, I'm, I'm going to say fucking Boyhood takes it. But then, you know, that's why I went for for Clerks too. I'm very curious what the IMDb on Boyhood is going to be. Do you want to hear it? Yes, sir. 4.5. What? No, 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 no. 7.9. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did you die. I did you, I did, I did you so day. What what's that over there? Look, everybody, it's Sebastian's ankles from where I completely did him. <laughs> oh, nah, son uh, of a, a, bitch. A, a hefty seven point nine, my guy. Damn, that's 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 pretty good. That's pretty. That's fucking good, dude. That's crazy. Oh no! What so thirds two. two Oh no 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 no! You um you definitely won. Clerks oh, okay. Clerks two sits at a seven point three. Ah, oh, that's a little bit too low for me. I I love me I love me some I Same. love me some Clerks two. I prefer Clerks two over Clerks one. I I I was definitely. I think that's because I watched Clerks that is, two before Clerks one. Now, I feel like that's why I think. I think that's for for me. That's kind of how it went for me because I remember watching. Jane Silent Bob strike back first mm, mm-hmm. or anything and being very confused about a lot of the shit that was going on <laughs> and then when I was finally able to watch you know Clerks and Mallrats and Chasing I mean all the stuff in between before fucking Jane Silent Bob was like oh that all makes so much more sense now <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I can I can see I can see like I feel like you can get away with Clerks 2 before Clerks 1, but there's some movies mm-hmm. that, like, you definitely need to be aware of, like, who is who, yeah. kind of thing. There's definitely, like, yeah, Kevin Smith movies. Sure. Like, I've definitely made these movies for fans of my movies. Yeah. You can That's go see absolutely. them and take them at face value, but you might not like them as much as someone, like, you know, that you'll be walking out, of, you'll be walking out the cinema with people in front of you or behind you going, Yo, they referenced that one guy from Dogma, and you can be like, "What the fuck, Dogma?" Like, <laughs> Dragon's Dogma, that piece of shit RPG game. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but 
Right. Right. So obviously we've been talking about how these guys are indie rific, but even indie rific guys get the Hollywood bug. So let's let's round it out with their break into Hollywood. What is your break into Hollywood? Hollywood. Do you know what my movie is? I have an inkling. What What do you think it is? I think it's School of Rock. It is School of Rock. I knew it was going to be School of Rock. How could it fucking night be? What else was it going to be? 2003, Mm -hmm. this this man is like 10 years after Days and Confused. He's done his indies. What are you going to think? 10 years into your career, you're going to be like, oh, where's my... Where's my shot? Where's my time? Where's mm-hmm. where's where's when's my time? And Link Lads time came in two thousand three, with the just both. I it may annoy people when I say this is a cult hit, but I I I think I still think it is. I like as mm-hmm. as much as this as much as this movie has a fond place in our hearts as millennials. There's you know. It's completely bypassed the generation before us and the generation after us. I think the before us is the boomers and after us is Gen Z, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're, is it Gen X now? I am not too fucking sure. Um, but there's so many generations and I hate them all besides millennials. <laughs> but like, this is one of those movies where the boomers didn't quite understand because like, we were actually being raised by parents like... I knew some kids that wanted to do acting and they wanted to do music, but their parents made them do like, like, um, like triple science, geography, history, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I told my parents I wanted to do drama, and they were like, "If you, if you put in the work, we will support you. But as soon as we think you've taken this as a dos, we'll take it away from you." And then look where I am now. You know, you know it's one of those things. I was lucky enough to have that support. But there, we definitely yeah. like there was some dark ages in the nineties in terms of like being raised in both like Western countries, very, very straight. I think is what I'll use. Very straight, very white, very, you know, um, very very male, very male dominated yeah. as well. Like you know, mm-hmm. I I definitely like you know I look back at Gre- like my time. I was about to say Greswold. You're like, huh? my primary school, my f- my first ever school. As you know, g- girls in skirts, boys in trousers. That was it. N- no other way about it. And, you know, you, you see yeah. the news today. Like you know, so, um, some of the ki- some of the guy some of the, some boys in school in in England they weren't allowed to wear shorts, but there was nothing mm-hmm. in the school book about them wearing skirts. So this lad shows up to school in a skirt, and I was like, "It is too damn hot for trousers." I've still got like I've got my boxers on and my shorts on underneath this skirt, and I'm like, I've got a nice breeze and I'm cool. Show me where I'm not allowed to do this, or amend the rules so we can wear fucking shorts. Even I was allowed shorts when I was in school. It was only summer, but you were you know you could choose. You could choose shorts. You could choose trousers. No one did the shorts because these things were. Fucking figure hugging booty shorts, bro. It was creepy as fuck. But yeah, like so so School of Rock was very I like there's a new phrase floating around the TikTokers, the TikToking stratosphere, a moment in time. That's where I put School of Rock. It was a moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, budget help like at the t- you gotta think two thousand and three. Not yeah. not Hollywood now. Because mm-hmm. Marvel super, superhero movies have ruined oh, yeah. 
the idea of Hollywood blockbuster. 35 mil was the budget for School of Rock. Okay. Do you want to hazard a guess at the gross? Uh, 85. Higher. Oh, damn. You're talking <laughs> triple digits? Mm-hmm. But, uh, 150. 131. Almost 100 million gross in 2003. Fucking A. That's, that's still, that's that, really the, good. The, this, like, this indie director breaking into Hollywood was putting up Lord of the Rings numbers. Which is, too, it's, it's kind of crazy, me, but it's also like, because you look at Gro- the School of Rock, and, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's hard to argue that it's not a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, it's about kids and it's about music and stuff and Jack Black is amazing in it. So it's interesting to see, you know, where Linklater started as a director and choosing, is essentially choosing his break into Hollywood to be this family movie. But there's so much heart in the movie. Yeah. And I think that's why... Like you said, it's a moment in time. Boomers didn't get it because they weren't kids. The movie wasn't for them. We were kids when the movie came out. The movie was for us. We're watching it, and, you know, Jack Black is hilarious, but he's also introducing an entire new generation to amazing fucking rock music in such a cool fucking way. And what happens in the end? They lose. Come, you open. Yeah. They lose. Like mm-hmm. we were being shown as a, as kids that it's okay to lose. Yep. What movie in two thousand three for kids? Like I'm talking like Spy Kids, Sky High. Yes, I just referenced Sky High last week. It was Titan AE. This week it's Sky <laughs> High. You do not. You do not have heroes. You do not have Titans. You do not have fucking. Any kind of superhero with kids original movie without Sky High coming first, fight me in the parking lot. Fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. Fucking Kurt fucking Russell in this movie, my guy. But yeah, like it was, it was like, oh, kids save the day. Don't forget the parents helping them along. When this was Mm -hmm. Jack Black, a neglected kid, seeing other neglected kids. And I was like, "What was my health? What was my healthy outlet? Music." And he did the same for these kids. It was, it was one of those movies that it, it took a while to grow on me. I'm not gonna lie. It took me watching it with you in our apartment in 2019 to mm-hmm. fully to fully see. Oh, this movie is actually like really healthy. Good message. Jack Black just yeah. like you know he just had fun with that role. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. No doubt. But the I'm the. the you're going to be disappointed with the IMDb rating. I'll tell you that right now. Right Damn. right, right now, my guys. Disappointing IMDb rating, right? Right. So, before we, <laughs> before I make everyone cry, what is your break? I, I, I'm in, I, I, I don't think I can even guess what Kevin Smith's break into Hollywood movie it is. Oh! You know I, I would say he had... Is it? It's have you gone with Bad very, Lieutenant very much. or whatever, whatever it's called? Cop Tra- out. Oh, it, 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 like the one with Tracy and 
Bruce Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. I no no because no. I I that's so, what I would so here's my so here's my my reasoning when you know when we were talking about breaking a Hollywood mm-hmm. after he after he wrapped Clerks yeah Universal offered him Mallrats because Mallrats is a Universal movie oh shit I didn't know that it it is not a Weinstein movie so I was debating whether or not that would be the break into Hollywood movie. But it doesn't feel like a break into Hollywood movie when you watch it. It just feels like a very the, sleek indie movie. Did you see the numbers? So, what did the numbers say for more rats? I, I didn't I didn't see more I didn't see the numbers ah. for more rats. I can look them up real quick. But because I, I picked a different I picked a different one because if this one feels much more like a Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. This feels like an indie guy making that that jump and that movie is dogma i honestly dogma was in my mind mm-hmm. but i just think it is one of those movies that is so hard to find now that yeah. I, uh, I like it yeah. def- like there was definitely a moment like i'm pretty sure it was when i was in university dogma was dogma was doing the rounds and mm-hmm. It was like it's the original, like one of the original poster boys of council culture and the and the effects of it. And so my whole one, the biggest reasoning for me to saying this is like his break in the Hollywood movie is the the cast is pretty stacked. Budget was not too big, but it wasn't a small budget either. So. It was made on a budget of ten million dollars. Yeah. Worldwide gross, thirty-one. Hmm. That's some good. That's some good numbers. I'm. I, I'm going to hit this fly, but I don't want to hit my mic. How <laughs> did you even get inside? The windows are closed, Brett. Uh, fucking f- flies and moths in this country are sneaky little fuckers. <laughs> so no. you know Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. George Carlin, Chris Rock. Chris um, Rock falling out the sky butt naked. <laughs> yeah. Jason Lee. Like it, it's it's a really it's a really solid fucking cast. And I think that's for me. Is it Alanis Morissette fucking god? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got Alanis Morissette to be God. <laughs> like he it's, it's he's pulling in all of this Hollywood fucking he, he's pulling in a lot of young, like young Hollywood powerhouses for the time. Because before then, he had already worked with Ben Affleck yeah. in fucking Chasing Amy and Mallrats. So, you know, they had the relationship. But then, with because of that relationship, you got fucking Matt Damon. And, you know, this was not that long after fucking Goodwill Hunting. So mm. they still had the prestige of that. So that's definitely that was definitely going to bring more eyes, and that's kind of where my mind was like, okay, this this one feels like the break into fucking Hollywood more than Mallrats was, even though Mallrats was technically his actual break because you know Universal. I feel like both our both our directors, even though they both had these break into Hollywood movies. Every time I'm saying this, by the way, there's there's massive massive bunny ears because it it is yeah. like some people say, oh. Hollywood movies are purely numbers. Oh no, Hollywood movies are like 
you know, what the movie's trying to say, who's in it, star-driven, you know, there's different ways. Like, have you studied film studies and media or haven't you? You know what I mean? That's, like, that's mm -hmm. where you get the two arguments coming from. But I think, even though mine is a break into Hollywood that could have succeeded in a great Hollywood career, Richard Lindletter then said, nah, fuck that. Like, had a horrible time actually making School of Rock, went straight back to Indies. Went straight back to yeah. Ethan Hawke, did the, I think, After Sunset kind of shit. And then, like, the next time he tried to get into, break into Hollywood was... Um, Last Flag Flying that came out in 2017. Steve Carell, Lawrence mm -hmm. Fishbourne. Um, very, like, sort of heartwarming movie, like, memorial, that kind of shit. Military, always, you know, Hollywood's sort of, you know, patriot, patriots kind of shit. Um, yeah. But whereas yours is a break in Hollywood that I don't want to say failed, but, like, didn't have the reaction Kevin Smith wanted. Yeah. And then yeah. he sort of, like, Okay, I kind of need to. I kind of need to stick to my guns. Mm -hmm. You need, like Kevin Smith yeah. was like, I yeah, I need like I need to I need to do this because I tried something with this. The reaction was, whereas like for Richard Linklater, it's like I tried I tried with this, definitely worked, but just he didn't like the person. I I for me, I'm not Richard Linklater. Like, I've not done all the research in the world. I just don't think he liked who he had to be on that set compared to you know making, like, putting himself into these indies. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, there's, it's mo funny there's, you, you know, sorry, sorry, you, you, you talk. I'll, I've got a good Richard Lignator story, but yeah, what was you saying? No, I was just going to say, you know, it's, it's interesting you're kind of talking about how effectively School of Rock killed. The, wanting to continue in Hollywood because the of vibe, the way it's, yeah, and that is the legitimate reason I didn't pick Cop Out. Yeah, because if you okay. if you know if you if you've heard of any the, of, any of the aftermath Kevin with Smith Kevin Smith and about, Bruce Willis, yeah, where it's like you know meeting your hero and your hero turning out to be a fucking asshole. Yeah, it it you know it kills that that vibe, which I think is one of the main reasons he's gone back to doing you know, smaller budget movies and it, it, movies that he wants to make movies with his friends, movies that he's putting out for his fans specifically. And he's like, people want to watch it. They're going to fucking watch it. Yeah. I'm, you know, that's, and I, and I think seeing that both of these guys did the indie thing to build to the Hollywood thing, realizing the Hollywood thing was shit to go back to the indie thing. Yeah. is so interesting because it's, it's again it goes back to like you know there is no kevin smith without richard linklater and they're so they run so parallel with each other it's kind of freaky it is very freaky but you know i th i i they both had i would say if you ask them how what they think of their whole their career as a whole i would say both of them are very happy with where they are and how they got there like I would imagine, like maybe one or two things they want to change, you know, for X Y Z reasons. Yeah. But like, from where they started to where they are now, they're they we so many people hold them in high regard. You and I hold them both in high regard. Oh yeah, both and, both both these directors so, are huge in terms of inspiration for me. I'm same, annoyed. I, I'm same. annoyed. I couldn't find a way to fit everybody wants them onto this onto this onto this list. But that's what I'm about to speak about. So just before we sign off, because I thought like just you know, the Hollywood dream mm -hmm. 
isn't exactly what you want is a great place to win. But I just wanted to talk about like in terms of like the difference link, like uh, the experience a director may have after working with like an executive producer sort of saying, oh no, you have to do X, Y, Z for the studio compared to doing what you want for, oh, I can hear that neck click, bro. Um, doing what you yeah, want on on a, um, on an indie is the BTS and everybody wants them. The scene where all the boys um, meet each other in in, um, in in the pub in the beginning. Mm-hmm. We're fucking drinking, Bromley. Why the coach smells my breath? Like, like there's the, in the behind the scenes, they were talking about like um, Richard was like, "Oh, find a way to greet each other," and like he saw them like sort of doing like the clap and come into each other kind of thing, and he goes, "Cut, cut, cut." It's like, yo, back, you know, back in 1984, that like people weren't doing that. People weren't doing that just yet. It was more, it was more like sort of, you know, you got to think fist, got to think high five, you know, you got to think like sort of like shot, like shoulder bump kind of thing, like the whole clap come mm-hmm. into each other, like embrace. Like you, you saw, you saw two guys embracing in the pub. You'd be kicked out for being gay. And like the actors were like, yo, like you, you know, just the amount of times like. Even though Linklater gives gives us the free reign as actors, if we do something that is characteristically wrong in the time we're supposed to be in, he will he will tell us, and like we have to listen because this motherfucker was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes to show the accuracy. Like we're not we're, like it annoys me when I search on like Letterboxd coming of age movies, and. Only every now and then do I see Days and Confused and everybody wants them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. people like, or I see on coming of age movies all these new like, um, the 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 boy I kissed a million times or something on Netflix and the other one that had free movies about it as well. Like mm-hmm. all these Netflix female led rom com, like teenage female led rom coms. I was like, yeah, but, you know, guys grow up too. Like, <laughs> and the fact that, like, in Days and Confused, they're like, you've got, like, 14, 15-year-olds, like, you know, drinking beers and shit and getting drunk and trying to and trying to catch some tail. I was like, yo, that's, that's what I was trying to do. And I know for a fact that's what 14 and 15-year-olds are trying to do right now. Mum and dad go away mm-hmm. on holiday. I need to, like, you need to know someone who's getting beer luckily i i had a brother who was 18 three years older than yeah. me hey tom i've got 20 quid from me 20 quid from him 20 quid from him 20 quid from him keep the change can you get us some beer <laughs> it came through every single time every yeah. single time and what was the other thing we're trying to do we're tr- like you know we were we were at these house parties and we're like there's a lot of sausage breath like we're the fucking females <laughs> You know, this is a hideous misconception of like what is considered a, a coming of a of coming of age movies. Like people hate this movie, but I know you agree with me when I say it's a coming of age movie. American Pie. Yeah, the first American, the first, the first of American Pie is quintessential coming of age. F- very white, I'll agree. Very right. You know, in this day and age, for some strange reason, offensive, even though. No one's inherently racist. Like they they are just guys trying to get some pussy. <laughs> um, 
you know, is trying to get some pussy so wrong? And we'll leave that. We'll leave that with you, our audience. Is it wrong to? <laughs> that is. A, I would. I will say, considering everything that's happened since that movie's come out, that question is very much a loaded question. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Which is why we're not going to answer it's it like, on this podcast. We're going to let our audience answer it. Because <laughs> it, like, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, is it so is wrong? It's <laughs> like, if you would have asked a, few, uh, a couple decades ago, nah. Nah. Now? Fuck if I know, dude. Yeah. I don't know. The times they are changing. Oh, yeah, before we leave. Okay. Uh, School of Rock, 7.2. Dogma edges it out seven point three. Like and you and you think the reaction to School of Rock, our reaction to School of Rock, the budget, mm-hmm. the 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 gross to the budget reaction. Yeah, like, I feel like this movie has been review bombed by. Like, I want to say, this movie's been review bombed by Gen Z because they didn't win. Gen Gen Z, like, eh, yeah, they lost. So, <clears throat> fuck you, people lose. Your generation will lose. Just wait. Give it ten more years. Jeez. Give it ten more years, and you and you, and you'll see the hell that the rest of us are living in. Fucking idiots, bro. <laughs> well, are you okay? The 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 whippersnappers. <laughs> TikTok will TikTok will fall. TikTok will fall. Vine didn't last forever. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube and Twitch are dying. Kick is a criminal organization. Twitter is a cesspool. Facebook, yeah, no. <laughs> Fred's, we'll talk about that next week. We wanted to talk about it this week, but it's so bad. Yeah, heard it here first. Fred's is so bad, we need to do research on it. Okay. They're, they're just, that is very... just, just wait. That is such a foreboding way to end the episode. Well, they think they're better than everyone. <laughs> You've seen them on TikTok. Oh, no, absolutely. You just want to punch I... them in their greasy little faces. <laughs> we saw them every time we had to drive past fucking Burbank High School to get home sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Ten points Ten points per kid, I swear to God. Vroom. <laughs> 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 Oh, shit. All right. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, remember to rate. He's coming around again. No. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Remember to subscribe. Remember to let us know what you think. Who who do you prefer? Kevin Smith, Richard Linklater. Who do you think is the better director? I'm trying to think of another. I'm trying to think of another indie director that people might like. Or are you a... Who directed my big fat Greek wedding? That guy. Because that is one of those indie Hollywood kind of movies. But fuck it. Yeah. Well, just let us know who your favorite is. Let indie us know, you is. sons of bitches. <laughs> All right, everyone. Take care. We will catch you on the flippity flip. Come on, man. Come join us on the trip. Nah, I'm sorry.
Microphone, not the script. I heard we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.